hello and welcome to a very sultry episode of BJJ's Board Game Alliance. I am your host, Joey, rapidly rabbiting rate rate ra- No! No! Yes! <laughs> Joey rapidly rabbiting rate ratty ratchets D's. Alright. Second try, we got it. I Sean Epperson of Thing 12 Games has won again. Boom! Oh hey. <sighs> hello, Sean. <laughs> Josh from the Omega Gamers joins us as well. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing great, Josh, but I have screwed up my name. <laughs> Vicky B is on assignment, unfortunately, so she is going to miss out on the games we've played, as well as places to store your games with all the organizers and baggies. Josh, how can the lovely Geek Nationals get a hold of us? Well, they can go to bjgeeknation.com and you get all the podcast vlogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. More. Or search for us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube iTunes or Odyssey.com. Odyssey. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Y, 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 Odyssey. <laughs> so now that you're all prepared. <laughs> I do love how that entertains us. <laughs> I, it's just so fun. I don't know why. Uh, it's just there. <laughs> We're going to do some voiceover work for the company, I think. They're going to really enjoy that. Exactly. Yes. Well, I did mention in our lovely intro that we will be talking games played because Josh and Sean, as we were walking into the building today to record this lovely episode in the elevator, you, me, everyone, we looked a little, uh, well, I'd say hungover, but not from alcohol. A little ratchet. A little ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> because board gaming had happened. I was talking about. <laughs> What's a good solid 12, 13, Yes. 16 hours? 16 <laughs> hours! <laughs> Casual. Some people will call those rookie numbers. <laughs> to be fair, we did play four games. That's better than the seven or eight hour playthrough of one game we had one time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, okay, four games. Uh, let's start off with the one most in your memory. Well, that would be Hero's Quest. Hero's uh, Quest? Excuse me, Hero Quest. Yes. Will you be my hero? Hero Quest by Hasbro. Oh, okay. This is an old game that's a new game. It's yes. A, uh, uh, what? <laughs> you would you would think it's a second addiction. addiction? Second addiction. <laughs> it is it a second addiction. Second addiction. Addiction. Yeah. addiction, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> um, Dr. Freud. Uh, they, they re-released it in 2020 or 2021, something like that. It, it's the same game. They changed some minor things to move it out of the Warhammer world just okay. some names mm-hmm. but mechanically the same exact game they missed an opportunity to clean up some fiddliness but we don't care because it's the game i played when i was in junior high and high school and 1989 is when it came it's, out it's a fun dungeon crawl it's the original dungeon crawl yeah well it's the original big dungeon crawl yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll dungeon came dungeon. out before. Dungeon came out before that. <laughs> That's true. Dungeon did come out before. But this is a one versus many. One person, per, one person, plays as uh, Zard Khan. Zard Don. Bad guy. Bad guy. <laughs> bad guy bad with guy. bad army of orcs and goblins and abominations and zombies and skeletons and gargoyles and. War Just elephants? There are no war oh, elephants. I've bought in every single expansion that's come back. I told Sean, <laughs> it's like, the base game comes with 15 quests, right? That's a lot of quests. That's a lot of quests. It could take a while. I don't care. I will buy every expansion and everything <laughs> that ever comes out for Heroes Quest ever because I had the original. Oh, I see. We'll call that, back to the, uh, yeah. the last podcast. You should get on one of those payment plans and just 
purchase all, you know, <laughs> save some money. <laughs> Hasbro Pulse, I think, will let you do that. Anyway, so. <laughs> Josh, look, I don't know that for any particular reason. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's a Hasbro game, but it's one of the original big box Ameritrash dice rolling. You can't really mitigate your dice. You're just throwing and hoping. And yes. <laughs> Sean. Oh, my God. <laughs> found out his character's super secret special power. He is a trap magnet. Trap magnet. <laughs> Not a trap disarmer. Well, through yes. tools. He disarms them, but another way. With my body. He's not <laughs> dropping beats or anything. No, he's just falling into a trap. <laughs> oh, my God. He just endlessly just, I'm going to step here. Okay, you sprung a trap. <laughs> and not only was I finding every single trap, but traps that I knew were there, like, okay, we can, if you know the trap's there, like a pit, you can try to jump over it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> he would attempt every, his jump, fail, hit his head on a beam, and fall into the hole. <laughs> every single time. Oh, my Lord. They went into this. They were in a maze, right? And um, there, there's like this pretty much like a spotlight on go this way. So they go the other way. They go through all these <laughs> twists, turns, and again, this room is a gargoyle there. And they're like... They figured this one out. I was I'm proud of them. They didn't just rush the bar gargoyle because it was a statue. It didn't do anything until they opened the door. Then it came alive. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but Sean, Try he opens it. this door and Ugh. he's like, I think there's a trap there. I feel like there's a trap there. I'm going to jump over this spot. I don't know if there's a trap there. You can't search another room when you're in another room. So he jumps the spot. He successfully lands on another trap. No. There was a trap in front of a trap. Oh, <laughs> and then God. later he me? tried to move and he fell back into the other trap by the door. <laughs> Poor Sean. Uh. Then they finally, this gargoyle was just beating him up. And oh Sean died Lord. like five times. He just had a lot of health potions. <laughs> so he was able to save himself. They finally clear this room. And having learned no lessons as a team, uh, my nephew is like, I'll open the treasure box, which they didn't search to see if it was trapped. Why would you? And yeah, poison gas, lose two hit points. Of course. Well, look, you got to be the first to open the treasure chest. So you got to get the loot. You know, first oh my picks. Gosh. Yes. And with trap magnet, you know, you know, he's already broken his leg in the back, so someone's got to open the chest. Like, yeah. Okay, two traps have already been released. Like the room's probably safe. Nope. Hey, it's a rule of three, man. Three strikes. So this game, yeah, it's dated, it's fiddly, but it's easy. It's the rule book. Like a toddler can read through this rule book very quickly. It's a small rule book. As a gamer, you're gonna overthink it. We actually <laughs> yeah. had this pause and be like, "All right, guys, listen. This game <laughs> came out in '89. Target audience was junior high. You don't need to think this much about what you're doing." And Sean's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> and then he fell in 13 traps. So <laughs> I might have set him up on that one, but <laughs> maybe a little more than that. But it, it's just a fun, classic throwback game. Like I said, it's not too complicated. And... Yeah, we brought a new character in, which gives uh, a lot of different skills. Uh, so this character is a rogue character, and their primary weapon is a sword or is a short sword or a dagger. And by keeping like the lowest weapon, you know, damage. Um, by using that, you can do a lot of cool things. Like, I can attack once with my sword and then try and shiv you with my dagger if that misses. Or uh, if there's someone standing next to a monster, I can be like, oh, I get an extra attack, you know, to boost myself up there. So 
lots of really cool things with this character where everybody else just has, you know, you are what you are. Maybe you get some spells or you get a special weapon. This one actually had special abilities, which was really cool. Yeah, Hasbro is putting out a lot of new content. Um, I have not read through the new quest packs because generally what they were back in the day was a new quest pack, just another quest book, no rules changes, maybe some new components. For all I know at this point, that's all it could be. If the new quest packs have some new rules, tweaks, or, or that would be cool, but it's not necessary. And I like that they're supporting this massively old. <laughs> yeah, this game. point's over thirty years old, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was, and it is fiddly. It is super fiddly, but in all the best ways. Yeah, it's really hitting the nostalgia for Josh. You can tell. He's <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I love every part of it, even the broken part. <laughs> in thirty years, I'm going to be saying, "Oh, Swan is amazing, and nothing can ever hurt it." <laughs> yes, yes, you are. And we'll listen back to these podcasts and be like, "I still remember that game." I was there. I was there when Oswan took over the world. <laughs> Moving on from that, Sean, how about you? What stuck out in your mind? Well, on the theme of y- games from yesteryear that are back again, uh, this was Radis, uh, the big box version of Radis. This new version, which came out from Z-Man Games, uh, which I picked up at our local board game store, Zulu's Board Games. Shout out Zulu's! Shout out Zulu's! Uh, is really cool. So um, they upgraded the art to it. They've added a bunch of expansions that were previously kind of available for the game, plus some new stuff, and put it all together in a one big, giant, gorgeous production. Now, I don't know why I didn't connect these dots, but there are rats involved in Rattus. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are these rats doing? They are plague rats. They are plague They're rats. rats, yes. We're, we're playing out in the world of Europe and Russia and Scandinavia, and essentially you're going to be increasing the population. It's kind of an area control game. So each turn you're going to do a couple things. You're going to place out people and populate the board based on where rats are. So you kind of want to get your people into places because the number of people you have on the board at the end of the game is how many points you have. And the reason you can populate where the rats are is because you're in quarantine. Okay. You're quarantined up, so your population might increase. I yes. see, because everyone's locked indoors. Yes. So the, <laughs> these rat tokens are all face-down information. So all you know is that there's rats there, and there's a plague doctor. And you move the plague doctor around, and the plague doctor will move into an area where rats are, and then you will flip over these tiles, which are the rats. And you do that one at a time. And, well, there's a bunch of different characters that you can also use in the game. Now, the characters you, you set out early on, there are six characters. Uh, you may get a seventh one if you have uh, a high player count. But the characters give you ga- basically kind of game-breaking abilities. So normally when you put out a, a, another citizen, basically a victory point, uh, you're going to put out one for each rat that is in that one location you're putting a person out. Two rats? Cool, I'll put out two people. Uh, there's a farmer, and the farmer lets you put out an extra person. That's, That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, there's a king, and the king lets you uh, take a person from an area where no rats are and put them into a place called Safe Haven where they will never die. That is a powerful effect. And I say die because that's the important (laughs) part, because each of these characters has a special, um, an icon associated with them. When you go to an area with the plague doctor and reveal rats, well, you flip it over to find out how many people are there. And if that number is uh, met, then you will lose a person from that spot. So like if there's three plus four, not yours, anybody. 
Oh, if we're sharing a spot. Hey, there's 16 of us there. We're probably going to lose. Some Did population. you bring the rats with you, Josh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, first you check the player count, how many people are in that spot, and then some people are going to die. And then you check to see uh, are any of these icons also there? And you may have like three different icons are on that uh, certain rat token. And if you have any of those characters in front of you, you also lose a person. Oh, jeez. So let's say like there's three different character icons, you know, the the king and the knight and the farmer, and the player account was met. If I have all four of those things, I lose four people from that spot. It was a tough day for that spot. Yes. <laughs> you Somebody can... had nearly game-end-triggering amount of meeples up in the north. It yeah, did. I was up in Scandinavia, and I had like <laughs> I had like eight, ten different you know, people in this spot, and like I'm just gonna, I'm just loading this thing up, and I lost basically all of them. They all just oh, died within no. two rounds. Winter was coming. <laughs> the plague was rough. It was a it was a rough plague. There were three rats there, and each one just wiped and out and wiped them out. Um, we, we may have manipulated the board to do that. Oh, well, you know. This is not a friendly game. <laughs> yeah, it's super <laughs> taggy, super mean. To get those characters he was mentioning, uh, the first thing you do on your turn is like, oh, I want that character from Sean. Yoink. Oh, God. Yeah, no so you paying, steal no character scanning. Yeah. yeah. You just take it. <laughs> <laughs> but the, that's an interesting trade-off because, again, those abilities are really game-breaky, but they set you up to be, you know, really get your butt kicked by the uh, the plague. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're losing eight eight players or eight characters or you know little meeples in two turns, I mean that's eight victory points off the board. But there's a ton of characters in this, and you only get five, uh, six. Okay, you get six. Yeah. But there's a there's a deck of them. So depending on what comes out, like it's going to be a very different game every time. And not only did I have a great combo, they also never took it from me. Really? I had the <laughs> king and the friar combo. Okay. Well, the king lets you move one guy to safe haven, but it has to be a rat empty spot. The friar lets you move a rat spot to another spot. Ah, so anywhere I had one or two, I'm just like, okay, safe haven, safe haven. How many people did you have in safe haven? You like 10 or something stupid? (laughs) (laughs) So there's seven free points that they were just handing me. Wouldn't have expected Josh to be a good king, but apparently. (laughs) I think my final score in this was like three points. uh, And (laughs) I had like. 28 or something. Jeez. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was bonkers. But like most games I win, it's because it's the first time he ever taught it to me. I will never win again. Ah, yes. And I actually taught more. So there are expansions within this, and they're kind of mini expansions. Um, they add, there's one that adds a new board, uh, which gives you an area to go into and kind of like mucks up the whole like um, uh, amount of area control. Uh, there's another one that lets you upgrade your card special abilities. Uh, there's another one that lets you have game events. Um, there's another one that gives you a um, these uh, locations for... Uh, almost almost another safe haven. There's, yeah. there's inns, and you send a dude to work it, and, <laughs> and they're kind of safe. They, you can't kill them. The libraries there, so. were there. Yeah. yeah so I added in all this extra stuff, and it still wasn't... A really hard teach. No, it was simple. It's a very simple to play mechanically game, but deep in like, ooh, where am I going to go? How am I going to put stuff out? Yeah. How far is that plague doctor going to move this turn? So I really enjoyed it. I thought it's uh, for an older game. That's I don't know how much difference it is from the original one, but it was really fun. One one different from the original is the original used to have tiles for those characters. 
and now they're cards, but they have a ton of cards. So I'm fine with that change because the price is still really reasonable. Um, like I said, it's it's really easy to teach. We added in a ton of stuff, so it made the game a little bit longer than normal. Normally, it's Not 30 much, to 60 though. minutes, but... Uh, I think we were done in the 60-minute range. Yeah, probably about yeah. 60, 60, 90, because there's still the time limit of the rats as well. So, yeah, really cool. If, if you like, you know, fun, mess with your buddies, you know, everybody just getting the, their butts kicked all over the place type games, uh, Radis is just a wonderful, fun game. Yeah, the, the board looks very inviting, and the... Rats are smiling on the box. Of the <laughs> they are. So, oh, that's pretty great. <laughs> that is Radis. All right, Josh. So you uh, played a fighty game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, last weekend, this one's very fast. We played many rounds of Oathsworn. Oh, my <laughs> Josh. Here we go. All right. The problem is I can't tell you too much other than, like, my war bear is amazing, and a snowball will forever go down in the, uh, the character hall of fame. And there's... Like, my nephew has a particular fear, and we just found out who our next encounter will be, and I can't even go into it, but he is, I think, actually afraid to play the encounter. Really? Yes. <laughs> now, Osworn, of course, uh, Josh loves, uh, as he has uh, regaled us many a times with his playthroughs. How many are you at now? Uh, we are on, I think, 13. Encounter 13. So that's 26 games. Uh, 28 games because there is 11.5 we played through. That's impressive. (laughs) To say you like it is an understatement. But how much... How many new? How much new content? Because you always say that you say every time you replay, you always find something new. Are you still finding new stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. That's incredible. These story. These. And this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm funny about how much I like the game, but the writing in this game needs awards i'm talking pulitzer that good these guys are so good this writing is so creative and to be able to branch out the way they do and come back to the encounter because the encounter it doesn't matter what you do in your story mode you're going to end at the same encounter but it's the getting there this is not some quick i'm going to read this paragraph to you guys and this is the story mode it you're making choices yeah. and sometimes tough real, choices. Real or, choices, yeah. Yeah. And you don't it's not just a choice like, oh, we should have made the other choice. It's deductive choice where when you make a decision either way and you get to see the result of that decision, good or bad, you feel like you accomplished something. You feel like, oh my God, my opinion matters. In this. <laughs> yeah. You're you're in the living story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, very much. Yeah. So that was real quick, um, but that will be every day, every <laughs> podcast. Plan. We're going to change it to BGAO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the more is just always Oathsworn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad that you're able to get so much replayability out of that game. Maybe in the future we will do some spoilery content. That would be fun. We should. Yeah. yeah. Talk a little bit of some of the, the cooler storylines that you've run into. Oh, yes. Then there are some really good ones. <laughs> you can tell <laughs> yes. us the lore behind the snowball. <laughs> snowball is amazing. So so amazing. I, oh, look, um, the, here's one spoiler for Snowball. I can throw her into characters, causing them to do multiple damage, removing minions. Like with one card, I can kill three and a damage an <laughs> entire dice off. <laughs> Me and Snowball... We're, we're connected. Best friends. <laughs> yes, we're best friends. Best friends. 
All right, Sean, one more game since that's not Ellis Warren, so it sounds like uh, we, we know Josh is full reviews. He likes to throw things. <laughs> so this is one I haven't played yet, but I did get it out to learn to play. So I basically set it up and went through several rounds. Um, this is Clank Catacombs. Clank. Now, I love Clank. Clank is a wonderful deck-building game, running around in a dungeon, uh, trying not to make lots of noise. You end up making lots of noise. I love Clank in space. That's the one I played. Cool. I was going to say, I played a Clank game. I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. Uh, there's basically there's basically three sets, right? There's regular Clank, which is all like dungeon-type uh, delving. Uh, there's Clank in space, where you're on a spaceship. And, and, and a little more gamerly, a little more uh, up in the complexity. Yeah. But not more much. Complex. Uh, and then there is Clank Acquisitions Incorporated, which is the legacy version. Clank Legacy, make choices, real decisions. Affects <laughs> <laughs> the board forever. <laughs> yes, tear up. Just when they tell Sean to destroy a card, he doesn't oh, just gosh. toss it in the trash. <laughs> We've had one go down the garbage disposal. There's Ooh. been fire. There's been eaten. He's eaten You've a eaten damn the card. Sure. Why not? <laughs> he was hungry. He's coming up with as many creative ways to destroy cards as he could. Uh, yes, so Clank Catacombs is going to be a new experience for Clank. So um, the things that are the same, they have a purchase row, you have your starter deck of cards, all that kind of stuff. Uh, one of the things with Clank that is kind of a downside is there's a bit of setup. It takes a little bit, right? Uh, you're putting out all these uh, these uh, bonuses that you get when going on the board, so you get a populated board with all these tokens, you got to populate the board with all the big artifacts that you're trying to get. And once you finally get all the set of like, okay, now we can play. Um, this breaks that down to be super fast. There's basically a giant deck of tiles that you're going to be exploring. You st everybody starts off with one spot, and then you start moving. And as soon as you move to a space that's off your core starting space, you pull a tile, and you decide how you want to arrange this tile. And now you have another place so that you can branch out and go. Yeah. Nice. So you're never going to have the same board set up. Um, now, the way that they manage the whole, like, um, you have to get a, an artifact and before you can leave, right? So artifacts come out. You stack them all in a pile. And then the least valuable artifact is at the top. The most valuable artifact is at the bottom. And when an artifact tile comes out, well, that's the one that's available. Sometimes it will have you dig down a little farther to bring out a little more valuable tile. So again, a little more variability in there. One of the things that they changed up, which I thought was really cool, was before when you would populate the board with all these little uh, minor bonuses that you would get, there would be two, and then once someone had run out of that spot, well, they're all gone. Oh, and it sucks gosh. for you. You just yeah. go to a spot and you're like, well, there was nothing there. Now, anytime someone goes over that spot, you get it. So the limitation is how many are there in the game total? So you could sit there and just farm back and forth and get all these bonuses, but Clank is very much a time-sensitive game. Yes. Now, to be clear, because I seem to have issues with this on Clank, mm -hmm. when it says draw two, do I get to draw that from the, the big deck on the board, <laughs> right? Don't put no, me, don't you draw from your personal deck. <laughs> don't put me near the, the card row deck. Because mistakes were made. Josh likes to draw cards. <laughs> yes. I will draw cards. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> I, I, it was not intentional. But like my next hand, I'm like, these are the five most amazing cards I've ever seen in my life. And they're so expensive. 
Uh-oh, I think I drew from the wrong deck. You're looking down, you're like, ooh. <laughs> so funny side story for that. Yes, Josh has drawn from the main deck a number of times. And they put it by me. <laughs> Don't put it by me. Put it on the other side. <laughs> I was watching a video for Rodney of uh, Watch It Played going over, you know, the teaching of this game. And there's a moment where he says, do not draw from the main deck, draw from your personal deck. I'm like, oh my God. It's like he was playing with Josh. Hey, Rodney's <laughs> finally speaking to me. I'm okay with that. Oh, Look, I feel your pain, Josh. We had peanut butter pretzels at our last board game day, oh, and they I were too that. close. And I can tell you, when you're reaching your hand down there, that's whatever's closest. It's right me, there. Me and Joey, we may have touched hands a few times. <laughs> yeah. We were both going for the peanut butter pretzels. Nice. Too delicious. <laughs> Too delicious. Uh, two other new things that they have in this game. So uh, there are these jails that are in the game, and you can go up to a jail, and you can use a lockpick to release characters that were there. And these characters will give you special bonuses. Sometimes it's an end game bonus. Sometimes it's, you know, get more movement or, like, a current game thing. But it's kind of cool that you get to, like, get these little bonuses to help out. And there's also the ability to unlock passages within the dungeon itself. So before, you actually had to have an item with you, and you're the only person that could go through there. Now, there's a way to get these things they call lockpicks, and you literally place them out in that tile. Now, everybody can go through there. Oh, because you've already so, opened it. Okay. Exactly. So, yeah, you're helping yourself, but you're also helping the buddy that's behind you that's coming up and following you. So, hey, thanks for <laughs> clearing the space for me. Appreciate that. Uh the rest of it is very much Clank, so the whole like way it plays out is is the way they change things up. So faster setup, uh, a lot of variability in how the game board is going to be set up, and a new couple new elements to it. Really, really cool. I'm really excited. I can't wait to play this. This seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, the Clank games are awesome. If I remember correctly, my Space Clank playthrough, I uh, got a treasure, but I did not make it back to the ship. <laughs> yes. I believe I exploded. Which... And that element still exists in there where there are certain tiles that are a color, and if you don't make it back to that color, then you dead. You, you get zero points. <laughs> no points for you. Your treasure's gone. Uh, well, you did mention, uh, Sean, the unpacking of games, and I wanted to get to a little something that I know we all uh, love, which is the uh, board game component storage devices. One of my favorite things to do when we're ever at a convention is to go see the customized board game mats or the meeple holders or whatever it is that these cons have that people have made to try to make the game more uh, storageable, more manageable, or just awesome. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys like the most? Like when you, because I mean, we back a lot of stuff on <laughs> Kickstarter, and there's a lot of levels, and usually that max level comes with some pretty cool uh, attachments. Yes. When it comes to how to store the games inside the box, it depends on the game. If it's a AAA title, I might find a Broken Token or uh, Go7 Gaming or Meeple Realty wooden put together awesome adding a ton of weight to the game. <laughs> um, but then, because it's a showpiece at that point, like Zaya. Zaya has one from Meeple Realty called the Zaya Station, but everything from the game and its expansion fits in the box, and yeah. it's got these cool little ship bays, and the, they're hinged, and they open it. That stores it perfectly. But if you don't want all that weight, and I see a Kickstarter that says it has game trays, which are these vacuum-form molded, Storage solutions that are made specifically for those games. That's almost makes me want to back a game, whether I read on the game or not. 
Yes, those wooden things are for Zaya are awesome. I remember <laughs> those. It's the little holders for the ships. I was like, oh, you get to open it up, and you're like, oh, there's a lot of cool ships in here. <laughs> I may have given Josh uh, a couple of my wood inserts to uh, put together for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it's it's a it's a fun thing for me to sit there and put those together. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy it because you know there's gaming coming. Yeah. But the the game trays one, it's just it's the great storage solution, and all the weight's gone. See, that does make a lot yeah. of sense because, I mean, you bring a lot of games to a game mm-hmm. day. And if you're at, you know having that weight added onto each one of them, yeah. I mean, you're going to be dragging around 500 pounds before you <laughs> and, know it. And my copy of Takanu, also I upgraded the, the limestone and granite to uh, black and white stacking dominoes. Oh. So they don't have any numbers on them. They just look like these big, awesome tiles. But they're they're heavy. So that's <laughs> a very heavy box at this point. Are you? Uh, do you guys like to display like some of your favorite games, like when you're you know, at your house or in your board game room? Uh, because of where I have my stuff, I mean, my my favorites are kind of in definitely in a certain spot. But uh, it's with all the other games as well, mm-hmm. right? They're just a little more accessible, I suppose. <laughs> yes, yes. I like. One sense, yes, because I have different play mats. So if like going back to Takanu, um, uh, my friend Aaron for my birthday 3D printed me a pyramid dice tower. Ooh, and my that's other cool. friend Isaac painted it for me. Double. So and in Takano, every round you got to roll at least four dice. So you put that on the board, and Takano has this obelisk anyway. That another friend, I have great friends, painted the <laughs> obelisk for me. And then I upgraded all the resources, and then you put down the desert playmat I have from uh, Game Toppers, the uh, adventure mat. I could leave that set up on the table. It's such a beautiful game. Because it's a cool centerpiece, yeah. And then yeah. when you upgrade it like that. And then for – I don't face games because it takes up too much room to have one game taking up a whole shelf section. But – I don't understand how people stand store them vertically. What is wrong with people? I used to be a vertical, and I had to. I finally switched. There, I just had too many games that would spill out. You know, if you didn't have them stored exactly right. So a that, lot, yeah. yeah, a lot of people store them <laughs> vertical. I just don't. I don't understand that. That, that would PTS or <laughs> PTS. <laughs> you know, every kind of stress imaginable at that point. Because I would just think they were going to topple over. Like you know, just <laughs> one little bump, and the next thing you know, it's like a cascading. Like you know, like a library when you see the books all in the go 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 go. Yeah, that's what I expect. Well, we do have a cost saving tip for people. Okay, what is it? So the highly regarded. Uh, Kalex or Calyx or whatever game shelf from Ikea. Well, shelf. We've adopted it to be game shelf. It, <laughs> it, it's cubes, essentially, but each cube is perfect for the standard size board game. Mm-hmm. They're not too tight. There's a loose little wiggle room. You can put four or five on a shelf, and they come in a one by twos, one by one, two by two, all the way up to five by five. Not so much on the five by fives anymore. But they're Ikea, and it's a little pricey. They're very nice. They're very sturdy. But a cost-saving tip is Walmart sells the Better Homes and Gardens version, which I've done the research. I've done the work for you. The measurements are the same. The options are the same, same colors, same sizes. They're about, like, for example, the 4x4 is 50 bucks cheaper. Look at that. It's yeah. a good savings. Yeah, especially if you have to buy a lot of them. <laughs> yes, and it being how that does transition, you're, the one by 2 is cheaper than the Ikea one by 2 I love Ikea, but come on. 
And if you live in the Pacific Northwest, uh, the uh, the warehouse is in Auburn, so shipping is not horrible to get it quickly. Because <laughs> I bought nine different shelving units nine, at one point. Nine shelving <laughs> units. I got them overnight for five dollars. Five dollars? Did you build them all the next day? No, that was a project. That, <laughs> <laughs> that took some time. <laughs> so you had shelves taking up storage, well, waiting that, to be used for that's storage. That's <laughs> when I was building the game room. Oh, so okay. That was it. Was a whole whole thing. <laughs> that's awesome. But I love the Calyx game shelves. Any shelf you can get is great. Yes, you know, yes. it's just you want to be able to organize and see. And Sean is where I was at a few years ago. His space is being <laughs> overrun and overwhelmed, so Sean is working on a little project of his own. <laughs> yes. What are you doing, Sean? Uh, speaking of uh, storage, I guess. <laughs> but you see, what I did is I took a room in the garage and turned it into a gaming room in my existing garage. Well, Sean said, hold my beer. <laughs> I'm taking a section of my yard and turning it into a uh, a home space. <laughs> oh, like, into a mini putt course. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yes, we're adding on to our home. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I mean, I love this idea. And is, But is this room dedicated to board games? It ain't I, no mother-in-law suite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wife kind of understands. Like She she knows that's where we're going to be doing more of our gaming. I think she's trying to push me into that room. <laughs> oh, okay. She's very much behind this. <laughs> she's like, yes. This is a great idea. <laughs> I can shut the door and not have to hear you. Great. <laughs> uh, clearly, everybody can't do that. Yes, and, yes, you yes. know, the, the trick to a good, neat, tidy gaming room is don't be afraid to call your games. Yeah. Take a good, hard look. Am I ever going to actually play this? Because I buy a lot of games that I think I'm going to love. But... <laughs> and then it says uh, Sea of Legends. So <laughs> it has to go. <laughs> Well, if you look around on uh, like you know Facebook Marketplace and stuff like that, oh, yeah. I've got four shelves, and each one of them I've got from Marketplace. So I think the most I've spent is like eighty bucks. Yeah, you can get some really good deals. Oh, that's not bad at might all. Might be dinged. Might yeah. be. Might be. But you know, depending on how you put it, like put that side on the wall. Put that side. You can turn those shelves around. Most people, for the life of their shelf, only have one side facing them. Yes. Yeah. You bring it home. You just spin that thing around and get out yourself a sharpie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all those things and dents are gone. <laughs> That's awesome, Sean. Do you have any expected date on your uh, expansion to be done? Uh, anytime it's construction, you're dealing with the city, and uh, no, we don't yet. We ha- we have the plans. We know exactly what we want to do. We've submitted everything to the city, but then that's where things grind to an. Agonizing you see, home. the city is what is known as my nephew's term, a speed bump of AP. Yes. <laughs> That's a great one. Yes. Ay, ay, ay. So we're saying sometime in the near future. Sometime, yes. Sometime within the next five years it'll be done. This is where I'm sad Vicky's on assignment because yes. Vicky is so creative that her storage solutions and her creative solutions to not only storing the game itself but within the game I'm sad we don't get to hear her opinions on. Maybe we'll get her to update us next time. We will definitely have to get an update. And we'll have to get an update from Sean every week on the (laughs) agonizing, painstaking (laughs) process that is paperwork uh, with the city. How's it going? Let me check with the city. Processing. (laughs) Processing. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Well, if you have a favorite way to store your stuff, let us know. Uh, We're always looking for those good deals as uh, we store our board game stuff. Sean, Josh... Geek Nationals, thank you everyone for joining us. And until next time, Josh. Play nice.